TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy with you for one more hour. And then, yes, you can flip on WGR, get ready for the game. Uh, big game, I know. Everyone is psyched. Let me, let me tell you, I'm psyched. I'm ready to get out of here, go home, put a Bills jersey on, and get ready for a hopefully the Bills to go 4 now. I've got a question for you, Joe. All right. What do you think will happen first? The whistleblower gets identified or the Bills beat the Patriots? I hope the Bills beat the Patriots because that means it would happen today. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. We should clarify in this season, yes, right? Right. Of Not course. talking about any other season. But uh, <laughs> by the way, thanks to Scott Miller for running the board for us, doing a fine job behind the glass. And uh, we'll take your calls too at 8030930. What did you think about what the president said about the whistleblower? Uh, he was quoted as saying, I want to know who's the person. Who's the person who gave the whistleblower the information? Because it's close to a spy, Trump said in a recording. And he, he also said, you know what we used to do in the old days when we were smart, right? The spies and treason. We used to handle it a little differently than we do now. So uh, what do you think the president meant by that? What should be any sort of repercussion for the whistleblower? Let us know, 803-0930. And will this put the end of Joe Biden's campaign? It, it, uh, personally, I think it very well could. And who would it benefit? As uh, Frank in Niagara Falls, an obvious Bernie supporter, thinks it'll uh, support Bernie Sanders, which is true. It very well could. But as you point out, Elizabeth Warren seems to be taking those Bernie supporters away from him and running with that coalition of the Democrat she Party. She seems to be on the upswing. And you know when you get parodied on Saturday Night Live, it's a big deal. She was parodied last night by Kate McKinnon. And um, there were some really funny moments in the open if you get a chance to see it online. By the way, um, congratulations to Amherst High School alum Dan Licata, who is now a writer on Saturday Night Live. I uh, graduated with Dan. Funny guy, let me tell you. I I was never that funny. Dan was always making everyone laugh. So uh, glad to see his name on the credits after SNL. Joe, was he sort of a class clown funny or just like just comments funny? (laughs) Everything funny. Everything funny. Any situation he put himself into, believe me, it, he'd get people laughing. That's a pretty high standard to make it all the way to SNL. Yeah. That's impressive. So, you know, he's uh, he also does uh, stand-up, and I'm a huge fan of stand-up comedy. Me too. So when he's in town, always a funny show. And like I said, it was great to see his name on SNL after last night. Also saw Maya Rudolph doing Kamala Harris. Yes, which yes. Was really that was funny. fantastic. I thought she really nailed it, too. I was that little girl. <laughs> it was hilarious. Now, let me tell you this. Uh, no matter what you think, if you uh, agree with impeachment or not, this, in my opinion, is telling Democrats they might have gone too far. Andrew Cuomo, which, if you forgot, is the governor of this state that we are currently in, said leftist Dems pressured Pelosi on impeachment. And he says that impeachment will go nowhere and it's a dangerous road, hinting at he thinks it could help no one but President Trump. What do you think about that, Brenda? I thought you hit a sound bite that you were hitting there, Joe. No, I dropped the mouse. Uh, <laughs> don't you hate when that happens? Well, I, you know, I, I don't think 
anybody really cares what Cuomo has to say about it, frankly. Uh, and I think Cuomo should just pay attention to what's happening in New York. We have enough problems. But are you surprised with someone? Uh, Andrew Cuomo, I would say, is billed as more far to the left, right, than your moderate, than your average Democrat. I agree with that. Um, yeah. I mean, I think his brother is way off the scale, but I would say Andrew Cuomo, it, it, you would you would put more with the Elizabeth Warrens of the Democrat Party. So for him to say it's an unproductive road, that he thinks that Pelosi was pressured, this impeachment will go nowhere. It is a little surprising. I think it's telling. Yeah. I agree with you. I think uh, uh, politicians in this state, Bill de Blasio, Andrew Cuomo, have issues focusing on their areas, uh, Cuomo with the state, de Blasio with the city, but... Uh, I, Interesting nonetheless. Yes, yes. It's always interesting when somebody goes off in a different direction than you anticipate. By the way, he is no longer uh, seeing Sandra Lee. They were together as a couple for a, a long, long time, about 14 years, I believe. I know. Uh, I do admire what she did with breast cancer awareness after she uh, battled the disease and seems to be doing well health-wise. But uh, Cuomo is back on the market, ladies, if you're interested. So is Sandra Lee, yes, fellas, indeed. if you are uh, if you're interested. 803-0930, let's go to our good friend Kevin in Pendleton. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, there's your lead-in. <laughs> yeah. oh, good one, good one, Brenda, good morning. Good morning. Anniversary, good one. You hit it out of the ballpark with that one. <laughs> Thank you. He's available. Yeah, hey, um, and, and, and by the way, um, are you the same Brenda at Intercom I might have dealt with several years ago when I was taking out some airtime? Yes, yes, that's me. I still do that full time here, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, yeah. Good morning. Well, you know, good going, Sandra. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> she finally jumped Andrew. She finally smarted up there. Okay, there you go. Hey, um, I guess, uh, you know, Joey sold my thunder there. By the way, good morning. Um, yes, uh, I was going to bring up that point. If Andrew Cuomo, who is not quite on our Christmas list, <laughs> right, where, who also as far as we're concerned, has no integrity as, uh, uh, as the chief servant of the Crumble Empire State of New York. But one thing we do all agree with is what that statement that Andrew Cuomo made in relation to impeaching the president. And by the way, I might be giving my age here, folks, to the both of you, but, uh, but I want to let you know when, when Bill Clinton's popularity rose when um, the Republicans tried to impeach him, it's only because the American public is a lot smarter because we had hypocrites across there. Of all the things, they couldn't get Bill Clinton out of office, right? So they started spe- speaking morality, and the people speaking morality, Newt Gingrich, who wanted, I think, to divorce his wife while she was on her deathbed. Yes. You understand? I do. And the one who was interfering with the little boys, whatever his name was, um, you know, I think he was Speaker of the House, the Republican. So... The American people knew the hypocrites over on the Republican side. And they said, listen, if you, if you take the speck out, as the old biblical saying here, it's Sunday, before you cast the first stone, right, take the speck out of your eyes first before you talk about somebody else. So, um, so Andrew Cuomo was right. This is on record. Kevin Pendleton said it. I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I got it well, on tape, Kevin. We'll have to mark our calendar, Kevin. Okay. All right, guys. You take care. Have a good morning. Thanks, thanks Kevin. Thanks you for too. phoning in, Kevin, as always. Always an interesting call, Joe, with Kevin and Pendleton. And we appreciate you listening. I know there's a, it's a busy day here with a lot of folks thinking about the Bills and Patriots. But Joe and I love football and we love politics. So it's fun to talk about this and then get ready for the game. And we're going to go up to Niagara Falls again where Angelo is calling in. Good morning, Angelo. 
Good morning. How are you? Great, thanks. How are you? Fine, thank you. Always a great show. Well, I think the president's 100% right. Like they're uh, misusing the terms uh, whistleblower and leaker just to uh, soften the situation. But the person that actually leaked the president's phone calls should face legal repercussions. This whistleblower, if we want to call him that, it's all... It's all uh, a big plot in that he didn't write that letter. A group wrote it, and there's so many inconsistencies in that letter. So they goofed up. Uh, Angelo, they do seem to confirm that it was somebody in the intelligence community. Do you think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Trump has gone hard against the intelligence community? No, no, not at all. They're against him right from the start. It's all the deep state. All the deep state that's protecting their interests, and Donald Trump wants to disband and all that nonsense, and he's a threat to them. Angela, let me let me ask you: Like, could you imagine another president or another even sitting member in government that would a second-hand account would bring this much media attention? No, but you know, any anti-Trump story, no matter how bogus, reaches, you know, a crescendo, because it's exactly what they want. Just like, remember, uh, not too long ago, there was a letter written about how uh, much of it, uh, how much in havoc the White House was, and it was an anonymous person, and it was 24-7. Well, not, not much happened with that story. You know, Angelo, I don't think we can lose sight, though, of how the president often becomes his own worst enemy by continuing to fan the flames with tweets and calling people savages and other things that he does almost impulsively. And even Carol Calabrese in the first hour of our show this morning, uh, who is a Republican strategist and a longtime Republican supporter of the GOP, obviously, said that the president drives him crazy with these tweets, that he just needs to back off that, but he refuses to do it. No, he can't. He can't because the media doesn't report the facts, so that's his only outlet to bringing the truth out. And when he gets uh, rambunctious, I don't blame him because look at the slew of people that are out to get him. No, No person could handle what he's handling. Well, I don't think it helps the situation when he constantly hits back. I I think you have to be a little more strategic, but I think we'll agree to disagree on that one. Angela, let me ask you, who who do you think this hurts more in the end? Do you think it does take Joe Biden out of the running and put someone else in that front-runner seat on the Democrat side? Yeah, and I think that's part of the plot. That's part of the plot, but the Democratic field is so mm, not uh, too good. There's better words for it. And you know what I can see? I hate to say it. I can see in the disarray, Clinton will rear her head. Oh, I don't doubt that, Angelo. I don't doubt that at all. Hey, we're up against the clock. Thank you so much, Angelo, in Niagara Falls for the call. Pat on a cell phone is hanging on. When we get back, we will talk to him and hopefully you at 803-0930. It's hard. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hardline. I'll get myself in trouble and say something associated with this song. It's uh, you hardline. You like that tune, though, Joe? What? You like that I tune? I do. I do. It takes me back, Brenda, to my youth. Which you was know, what, like last week? All those years ago. <laughs> By the way, somebody's asking me about, um, Brenda, what do you think would happen if President Trump did not respond to any of the vitriol that continues to increase and try to redefine him? Uh, imagine how our children will be affected by a left-ruling mob that takes their guns and attacks their your privilege with their own enforcers like Eichdahl, which is, of course, referring to Kenneth Eichdahl, the uh, deputy sheriff who was convicted the other day. Um, you know, I get fighting back to the texter's point. I get that. I think you have to defend yourself. And I think the media certainly skews left, no doubt about it. But I think the president can be his own worst enemy. Is it necessary to call out Rosie O'Donnell? Is it necessary to call uh, a woman a horse face? Uh, you know, there are just so many things that are unnecessary that in the end, to me, essentially detract from what he's trying to do to defend himself. It takes away from the whole point of, you know, making a counterpoint to what people are saying when he starts these ad hominem attacks. I don't see the value in that. Like I always say, um, I, I agree with a lot of what uh, the president's doing on policy. That's no secret to anyone that listens to this station. Um, and, and I agree, as Brenda said, the media obviously skews to the left, most media, um, and, and you can take politicians from both sides, like Adam Schiff, that are just throwing blatant lies out there. But it seems when the president has things going his way, he can't just sit back and stay off Twitter. He can't just sit back and not say anything. I'm all with the texter. I definitely think the president should, you know, should go and defend himself. But that's it. Go defend yourself and then disappear. Go back to work. Go back in the Oval Office. I think the Twitter thing, if anything, and again, I still think Trump gets reelected next November, especially with the candidates that are listed right now. But if anything is going to get in his way, it's going to be himself. If he wants to run strictly on policy and what he's done, he'll win. But to do that, you got to get out of your own way. And that's why I want to read a a tweet from, uh, or excuse me, a text from Paula and Elma. She always has some good points. But first, Joe, let's go to the phones because... uh, Pat on a cell phone has been waiting for a while. Hey, Pat, good morning. You know, hi, thanks for taking the call. You know, I'm, I'm sort of taken aback because it seems to me like uh, most people are more concerned with the whistleblower than with the actions of the president. Now, one would argue, I'm sure, that if somebody threw a rock through your window and your neighbor saw them, you'd appreciate it that they came and blew the whistle or they told them. But in this case, we're making the whistleblower to be a bad guy when, in fact, everything he said was substantiated by the president's hand-picked inspector general. I mean, how do you defend the fact that the president said to the Ukrainian president, hey, dig up the dirt on Joe Biden for me? Well, it's not pretty much what he said. What he said is that they're having an investigation, 
And again, if this was such a substantial piece of information, CNN wouldn't have to cut 540 words out of it. And they could read it line for line, not a summary of what they took it to mean. And and look, Pat, uh, another thing, if my neighbor was biased towards a certain person and told me that person's who threw the rock, I would obviously have questions before just taking them at their word. So let me ask you, Joe, you just criticized CNN for not reporting the whole thing, but you you were able to download pres- the president's conversation word for word. Did you read it? I downloaded it because it, it, it's kind of my job to read it. I, I'm guessing most Americans didn't read the transcript, and that's not CNN's fault, Pat. I'm not blaming that on CNN, but I did read it, yes. Do you agree with what the president did in the transcript? I agree that if something was done and if there was money withheld from a previous administration, because uh, and the only reason that money was given to the Ukraine was if they got rid of a prosecutor, I don't see the problem in looking into it. Okay, Joe, but you understand, of course, that it wasn't Joe Biden who gave that order. It was Barack Obama, Theresa May, Angela Merkel, uh, Andre Marcone, you're forgetting about all the West. But if the president, if President Obama was acting for Joe Biden, then I think there's something to be said. Joe Biden's son was working at the time. It was against his son. I, I, I don't see the problem with just looking into it. Now, I see a problem if he said, hey, unless you find this to be true, we're not giving you military aid. Yes. However, I don't see a problem in looking to see what was done and uh, if it was legal or not. And let's take a look. Joe Biden is currently not Donald Trump's political enemy. They're not running against each other as of September 29th at 1129. Well, that's, again, that's disingenuous because you know that they put in head-to-head polls, they put Biden uh, beating him uh, heads up by 15 points. But back to your point that you don't see a problem with this investigation. The Ukrainians saw a problem with it, and they ended the investigation. So here we are, uh, the guy on the block telling the small guy on the block, do an airway or you don't get that aid. Now, what's important about that military aid, Joe, is that it put American troops, it puts American troops right in harm's way. Because of our agreement with the Ukraine, when they can't fight the Russians from invading, our guys have to do it. Well, Pat, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, because we're up against the clock. Uh, the president of Ukraine said he didn't feel pressured and he didn't feel threatened from the phone call. No, that's not what he said. Please don't say that. He said he felt no pressure. That means he just didn't pay attention. He felt enough pressure to go to uh, the ambassador and uh, to the Ukraine, the U.S. ambassador to the Ukraine, and say, how do I handle this? Is he telling me that if I don't do this? Did you forget that part of the transcript? Did you forget that part of the DNI report? Actually, that's not what the president of Ukraine said to the U.N. on uh, on Thursday when him and President Trump held a joint news conference. Pat, always a great call. Thank you for calling in. We're up against the clock. 1131. We're a little late for news. We'll take your calls when we get back. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Finally, I figured out, but it took a long, long time. Now there's a ton of 
this Buffalo Bills New England Patriots Sunday. Glad to have you on board. Brenda Alacy with Joe Beamer each and every week. It's a pleasure to be here. And by the way, I also host a show on KB1520, now known as ESPN 1520, called Slice of Life. Very different than this show. It's more of a lifestyle show where I interview people from around the area, from all walks of life, and uh, talk about happenings around the area. So if you get a chance to tune in to Slice of Life, uh, carve out some time every Saturday at 9 a.m. Uh, we're talking in the impeachment inquiry, and Paula from Elma uh, usually doesn't agree with me, but I appreciate her text. And in fact, she wrote in just a little while ago, uh, if you were perpetually being screwed over and lied about, would you not defend yourself? I'm not a fan of all the tweets, but it's the only means of getting the truth out there. Also, anything the left is accusing Trump of doing is exactly what they are doing. They don't want Trump getting chummy with the Ukrainian president because of all their misdeeds will be verified for the world and the stupid in this country to see, signed Paula and Elma. Well, you know, Paula, I, I do agree with what Carol Calabri said, that the president really just tweets way too much. And I think uh, his poor impulse control sometime when it comes to that. He can get his message out in 280 characters for sure. But I think there are times when he needs to sort of step back from that and be more presidential. I don't think we'll agree with that, yeah, Paula and I, Joe, but it's definitely the way I feel about it. I, I agree with Paula that you know I could take a few less tweets a day, uh, <laughs> but you <laughs> An know, hour? <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to change. And you know, you take the good with the bad, I guess. Uh, again, to Pat's point, though, um, my mic sounds—is it just me? No, it sounds fine. Uh, to Pat's point, I think it's because you put your hat on backwards. Oh. <laughs> to Pat's point, um, you know, I think some people might take the impeachment charges a little more seriously if the Democrats hadn't been crying wolf since 2016. And uh, to his analogy, which the first time I heard that analogy, I really like it, by the way, Pat, use it more often. Um, you know, if, if someone threw a rock through your window, yes, you'd want your neighbor who saw it to, you know, the nosy neighbor that we all have to <laughs> say, hey, so and so did. But also, you have to look at your neighbor's background. If they have a bias against so-and-so, well, then maybe you take what they said with a grain of salt. That's just – that's my completion of his uh, analogy. But always do appreciate Pat uh, Pat's calls. He's a regular caller here on Hardline, as is David in Lockport, also appreciating his call. David, good morning. Morning. Good morning. Hey, Brenda, first off, you say Trump isn't presidential. It's ridiculous. But by definition, he is the president. By definition, what he does is presidential. What is what is presidential to you? What Barack Obama did every time he turned around to bring this country down and kick us and apologize for us? What exactly is, is William Jefferson Blythe uh, doing the Lewinsky? Was he presidential? Absolutely not. Which one of those is Trump supposed to emulate and look up to? I'm not saying he should emulate either of those, David, but I'm saying he could conduct himself in a more professional manner than using Twitter to call somebody a horse face or to, you know, attack people personally. It has nothing to do with the two previous presidents that you're referring to. Well, uh, some of these things you're talking about do have something to do with them. Now, I can't believe I heard the stupidity earlier. And he's normally an intelligent person. I think he ran for office. He said Clinton was impeached for for being uh, uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, bad morals or whatever. Well, you ought to read the Ken Starr report where they pointed out, what was it, 11 felonies that Clinton was not only guilty of, but he confessed to some of them to get the hell out of there. 
he was guilty of he was conspiring with Lewinsky to lie with him in front of a federal prosecutor to get out of the Paula Jones thing. That's what he was. That's what he was uh, brought raked over the coals for. Not what he, the, the left keeps saying. Oh, we went after him because we don't like what he was doing in, with Lewinsky. That is that's a crock. That is, and you know what? Something else got to do with Clinton. Uh, this isn't a whistleblower you're talking about. This is a spy. And uh, what Clinton or what uh, Trump meant, which he wants us to talk about with one of his tweets is that we used to hang and shoot spies years ago when we were serious about this country and its security. And speaking of Clinton, one more thing I want to get out. We have a uh, treaty with the Ukraine. Did anybody bring that up yet? Not today, David. With the Ukraine to reduce, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, corruption and stuff. And... It was signed by William Jefferson Blythe Clinton. Maybe somebody ought to look it up. Trump wouldn't be doing his job if he didn't go after corruption. I don't understand you people. No, you, you're taking the side, some of you out there, for a spy who's leaking that you don't even know who the hell he is over what the president, who's fixing up everything that uh, Obama s- screwed us with for eight years, and, and people out there are such, so damn stupid. It's a good thing. It's a good thing most of your callers are from New York because their vote doesn't matter here anyway. We're so far gone. David, do you think it was right for the president to bring up Biden's son? Do you have any idea what Biden... It's not Biden's son so much as Biden helping him do it. You talk about perverts. You want me to go through the litany of the Bidens for you? <laughs> well, I don't think that's the point of today's conversation. Well, well, you keep bringing up Biden's kid, right? I didn't mention him. You just did. Well, that's what we're talking about with the impeachment inquiry. You, you, he's bringing up to go after uh, the Ukraine, saying, hey, what have you got on Biden? That is the president's job, and that's what that treaty was there, was there to reinforce. Well, I think a lot of people actually agree with you, David, because even some Democrats are supporting President Trump on this point. So it's not as black and white as you portray it to be. David, thank you for the call. As always, 803-0930. Let's go to Dave in South Buffalo. Dave, good morning. Hi. Uh, remember early in uh, in, in Trump's presidency, they, there were leaks of uh, two calls to Australia and Mexico. Remember that? Can't say that I do. Uh, I can't. I, I do not remember that, Dave. Go on. Yeah, there were two leaks uh, to the president of Mexico and one to Australia. And uh, this was considered, at first, the, the media was jumping all over this. Then people realized this was a, was a major national security risk. Okay? So, uh, so the president took steps to secure his calls. Now, we don't have every call from every president ever made, right? So we don't know what other, other presidents promise people. We don't have uh, Obama's calls. So uh, maybe we should ask for every phone call from every president so we can compare them to how uh, Trump talks to the other presidents. And, and to Dave's point, one thing we do know from the Obama administration was during the 2012 election when he told a um, one of the Russians, "Wait, tell Vlad to wait after my election. I'll have a little more, I believe he said leeway or wiggle room I or something that, to that yes, extent. Yes. Okay, another point. Okay. 
uh, we're assuming the leaker has credibility, uh, like you said with the analogy of throwing the rock. But we don't know that. Is the leaker's credibility uh, could be based, uh, could be nothing but um, a, a political excuse, a political bias. Well, there was Joe's point. Dave, yeah. right? I mean, we yeah. don't really know who it is or what their motive might be. Right. And hopefully we figure out who the person is, not to not to go after them, but to at least look and see if they have a bias or not, because I think that is important to the story. If there is a bias of this person who, by the way, was a secondhand account. I've never seen so much done over a secondhand account, but do they have a bias? Is there a reason they came forward with this? And um, we have to fact check everything. I think the transcript, I think, was more detrimental to the Democrats than to Trump for the main reason. I think the transcript came out and they overreacted because if they didn't, and Dave, I'm sorry, I'll let you get back to your point. But if the Democrats didn't think they overreacted, Adam Schiff would not have gone up there and given a fake account of the transcript and words wouldn't be cut out. On websites, so that's why personally I'm looking at it as Democrats think they may have overstepped too quickly. Okay, but I need to get back to the whole thing about. Yes, I'm sorry, David. There were leaked conversations before to the Australian president and the Mexican president, and these were considered national security leaks. Now it's happened for a third time. This is unprecedented. We don't have leaks from other other presidents. That's true. Uh, Sandy says this all the time. It, it seems like every other week there's some kind of leak from the White House or, you know, some book gets written by someone that spent six days in the White House. Yeah. It, it <laughs> Anthony seems, Scaramucci. Yeah, <laughs> it seems there are a lot of I don't know if they're still Obama holdovers, if they're people that uh, went there and have turned on Trump. But Dave, you're right. Not only with phone calls, it seems every week something leaks out of that White House that you never heard from another president. I want every Obama phone call released. I don't think I, I, at least information that doesn't have to be redacted. No, so we so we can compare how how presidents talk to presidents. All right, Dave. Well, hey, thanks for the call. That's Dave in South Buffalo. Brenda, what do you say we take this right to 55? Sounds like a plan. All right. Scott in Williamsville has been hanging on for a while. Scott, good morning. Hey, um, great to listen to your guys' show. Um, And David, not this last David, but uh, David before, great call. Just want to give you a thumbs up. Um, Because, look, we have Adam Schiff that goes in front of uh, the camera and lies. Blatantly, I mean, what difference does it make if the facts are the facts? Joe Biden's son is a sleazeball. Joe Biden's a sleazeball. What difference does it make how we get this information? Because I'll tell you guys, if this was Republican, you know, everybody would be buying into it without any hesitation. Well, Scott, if this was a Republican, the information would have come out as it was going on. The media wouldn't have sat on it for three years. Who cares? Right. It is what it is. And his son is a sleazeball who took money from the Ukraine. So why do we care about how we, how we come about this information? And why aren't we just, you know, why does Adam Schiff still have a job? 
Well, uh, I don't know the answer to your first question. I do know the answer to your second qu question. Just look at his district. It's just like, how does Nancy Pelosi have a job? How, a lot, if you look at his district, Adam Schiff will never be, uh, until he wants that seat, he will never be ousted. I, and I understand what you're saying. And I, I really do like your show. I do, because I, I listen to it all the time. But this is crazy how we run our country. Scott, I couldn't say it any better, man. You know, and Scott, I think to your point, this has been happening for years and years and years. And I think it happens on both sides of the aisle. But I think the difference now is that there is so much 24-7 media coverage that we never had before to an unprecedented level now. And even since President Trump has been in, we now have Twitter with 280 characters from 140 characters. So people get more out and it's constant, constant scrutiny. I think that's the, the minor difference that has turned into a big difference for all of us. Right. This is what pushback looks like. This is what over years and years of Republicans taking it from the Democrats. This is what I want for our president. This is what I want him to do is push back every day. And he is. And that, that's what the Democrats deserve. I, you know, I don't know how else to put it. Hey, Scott, thanks for the call. And, you know, Scott and Dave did bring up a, a good point. And I think, Brenda, for we do this very rarely in 2019. But I think if we take parties away for a minute, mm -hmm. you and I actually did a show on that. If you took the parties away for a minute, I do think it's dangerous, regardless who, pres who the president is, regardless who's in the majority in Washington. Um, I think it is dangerous to have people that will leak the information to just anybody, regardless of if it's President Trump, President Obama, President Bush, regardless of who's in power. I do think that is dangerous that we have people in the White House who obviously don't like the president to the point where they will easily leak this information. Right. And again, I would be saying this if it was someone I didn't agree with, like President Obama. I agree. It's a national security issue, Joe, exactly. with, with international implications. You know, I, I think there are people in this White House that take a dislike or or even a hatred. And I think I think that's something we see in politics way too often, Brenda, is people hate other people because of their opinion. I think we can have a difference of opinion, but we don't need to bring it to this hatred we have on both sides, on both sides of the aisle. Members that say they're to the left, members that say they're to the right. Um, but we have people in the White House who obviously don't like the president and have a hatred for him to the point where they're putting our national security at risk. And I would be saying that if it was Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't agree. matter who's in the, in the White House. There shouldn't be those kind of people leaking whatever the information Absolutely is. Absolutely correct. All right, Brenda. I think, uh, unfortunately, I don't think we have enough time for one more call. Two minutes to go. Peter in St. Catharines. Peter, I'll let you have the last word. Go for it. Sure. Thanks a lot, Brenda. Thank you very much. Good show. Look, my point is this. The president has the sole classification rights and authority. Everybody, everybody in the NSA, the DNI, everybody reports to the president. The buck stops at him. They serve at his pleasure. I'm going to say one thing here. I've always felt that the amount of pushback and anger and hatred to this president, Trump, and long live he and his family, is this. It was wrongdoing that was committed in the Obama's administration under Obama by many of those, including rhinos, like Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney, etc., who benefited. And I, I know what I'm talking about, that they are trying to take him out. This is not about a dislike of Donald Trump. This is about a protection of Barack Obama and what he did wrong and what they did wrong in, in being complicit 
in helping him commit his wrong. That is what is going to come out in time. That is what they all have feared, and they have all been working in concert to take out the president because it's what he could potentially, potentially bring to the surface and the trouble that they are in. So it's always about bringing him down because of what Obama and his administration did. And that's my point. Well, well, Peter, I think you're right. I don't think this is going away anytime soon, and it'll continue to play out, Joe, as uh, as we heat up into election season. And Peter, thank you for knowing the clock right on yeah. time. We could <laughs> we could fit that call in. Peter, always great to hear from you. Hope to hear from you again real soon. Well, Brenda, the time is almost I, here. I wish we had more time, Joe. There's so many good texts coming in, and uh, our call line, especially on a day like today, we really appreciate all the calls. Yeah, great calls, great text, uh, and great tweets, even uh on Twitter. We hope to talk to you next week. I'll be back uh, tomorrow starting at 5 with uh, Susan and Brian and then Beach and Company 9 to 12. Brenda will be back Saturday and then here on Sunday yes, with sir. Hardline. Brenda, have a great end to your anniversary Thank weekend. Thank you, sir. And go Bills. Go Bills. Let's hope. Let's go 4-0. Turn this weekend around for us Hokie fans that are also Bills fans. <laughs> hey, we'll see you next week. It's Hardline. Have a great weekend, everyone. Let's hope the Bills are making us want to shout. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.